ever wonder why the healthcare system in America is failing you? Are you sick and tired of being in pain even after taking all the meds your doctor has prescribed to you? Have you thought about whether complementary alternative medicine even works and what it can do for you? These are some of the questions and more that we answer on the Holistic Health Podcast. Welcome to the Holistic Health Podcast. I'm your host, Kanoa General, and today we're going to talk about chronic stress. This podcast will be recorded in April of 2020. Our world is going through a pandemic, and there's a lot of people that are stressed out. If you're one of those people in the U.S. of A., or maybe you're, you know, you're one of the countries that's harder hit, like Italy or Spain or the U.K., you might be suffering. You might be stressed out because the state of the world, we're not quite sure what's going to happen to our economies. We don't know if we're going to go into a really deep recession or how we're going to pay our bills. How, how long this virus is going to last for, if it's going to resurge or anything like that. So I get it. The uncertainty of our times does lead to increased amounts of stress. Let me tell you, we will get through this, okay? I do believe that. If you look through or back into history, you do see, yes, people are affected. Yes, people do die, unfortunately. But as a world, we will get through this. I do promise you that. All right, so what are some of the the effects on the body of chronic stress? Maybe you weren't stressed out before and maybe you feel like you're going through a lot of different new feelings or maybe you've experienced these before. Let's go through them and you can agree or disagree with you know whether you have them or not. So are you experiencing headaches? Are you experiencing things like depression, anxiety? Are you overeating or are you under eating? Are you experiencing things like restlessness, insomnia, chest pain or like uh, your heart fluttering, fatigue, just don't want to get out of bed or things just overwhelm you easily? Are you having increased feelings of pain or muscle tension or even muscle pain or just things like angry outbursts? You're feeling irritable. Maybe you don't want to see anybody. I know we're, we're practicing social distancing, but do you feel like, you know, even with that, I don't want to get out of my house you're withdrawing maybe you have sadness why me or why is this happening maybe you're questioning that or you're exercising less often than you used to even though we're indoors maybe you're just like i don't want to i don't even want to exercise today this is it's too much or some if you're somebody that partakes in drug and alcohol use or tobacco use Maybe you've started or amped that up. Maybe you're smoking a lot more marijuana. Maybe you're drinking harder alcohols and the wine's just not working anymore. Or maybe you're just smoking a lot more. Well, these are all symptoms and effects of chronic stress. When you're stressed out, your body releases a lot of different stress hormones, but the two main ones are cortisol and adrenaline. Adrenaline is also known as epinephrine, and that gets released into the bloodstream. And what ends up happening is when this gets released in the bloodstream you get a whole cascade of effects for the short-term duration it's great it increases your heart rate your blood pressure increases your immune system's better and your memory is a lot sharper and you're able to react to this immediate stress that's right in front of you right if you've ever been in a car accident or anything any type of traumatic event you've probably noticed that time seems to move a little bit more slowly so you can deal with the event as it's unfolding you remember all these events 
um, or these these details. And I think that's why PTSD is the way it is because we are able to immediately remember what happened in that moment, but then we're haunted later on by these memories. And that's because your cortisol levels, your your adrenaline spikes, and you, it primes you for this, for you to respond to this event. So. What does cortisol do then? We're not going to talk about adrenaline. That's a whole other podcast. But I just want to talk about cortisol today. What happens when your your stress level goes up and it's uh, sustained? Well, what does cortisol do? It's it's a steroid hormone, much like testosterone and estrogen and vitamin D. If you didn't know vitamin D was a steroid hormone, now you do. And these hormones, they're made in your adrenal glands, your hypothalamus and your pituitary glands. So if you don't know your adrenal glands, they basically these little glands that sit on top of your kidneys and your hypothalamus and your pituitary gland are in your brain. That's all you need to know. So you've got all these cortisol receptors all over your body and what they do is they help you regulate your metabolism and blood sugar levels and cortisol helps to reduce inflammation, it regulates your blood pressure by controlling the water to sodium ratio and then it's responsible for the formation of memories. So cortisol it's a necessary hormone for the for healthy function of your body and sometimes it spikes and it stays up there for you know a little bit longer than you sh- it should and normally it comes down now if we're constantly exposed to stresses of daily life we're constantly exposed to trauma or we have to perform at a job that we hate or you know our job expects us to make a lot of money for our clients or our customers um, or you know we have to be number one in some type of sector in the business and this is happening day in day out while your cortisol level can remain at a sustained level so if you think about cortisol as a car and the the hypothalamus pituitary axis pituitary axis as the as auto factories across your country or your body then you can think about cortisol uh, receptors being as a designated parking spaces across the country for this one particular car. So say for example you go to a Walmart, there are receptors or parking spaces there. You go to somewhere else, maybe somewhere in the mountains, and there's one designated spot there for that particular car. Okay. So what happens if you have too much cortisol? There's too many Basically, there's too many cars for the designated spaces. So you get too much cortisol, you have too many cars floating around your body, right, or the country. So what happens? Well, too much cortisol and you experience the symptoms above, like the depression, anxiety, the mood swings, the high blood pressure, uh, weight gain, especially noticeable around the stomach and the chest, and other symptoms like memory loss. So adrenal insufficiency is when you can't produce enough of this cortisol and you you end up experiencing fatigue, mood swings, weight loss, muscle depletion, or even skin changes like you bruise easily. And sometimes you'll notice you can experience two of these things. You can go way, 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 way up and tap out your adrenal glands and then come crashing down. So anybody that is already tapped out, if you have a energy drink with lots of caffeine in it, it'll stress out your adrenal glands. You'll pump out a bunch of cortisol, you go way, way, way up, and all of a sudden you get the crash. So it's not just the sugar crash that you can get. You can experience this with caffeine. You see like you get the shakes and stuff like that. Very, very interesting what happens to the body. 
So when you got too much cortisol, when you have too much cortisol floating around your body, you begin to experience blood vessel damage and plaque buildup. And this is sustained elevated cortisol levels. So this happens because cortisol is meant to serve as a constrictor of the blood vessels, right, initially. And when it's constricting your blood vessels, you increase your blood pressure. And this increases the availability of oxygenated blood so they can run or fight. When this doesn't happen, you stay at a high level. So if you don't fight or flee, you don't use this cortisol appropriately, your vessels over time start to become sclerosed or they start to harden. They become, in a way, like more brittle, okay? And this is now, now you can see why highly stressed people like type A's are more likely to have heart attacks than those that are more laid back or, or the ones that, you know, go on vacations for a long time where they do things that are able to, to relax them. If you're lucky enough to escape the blood vessel damage and the high blood pressure, then don't be surprised if you over time become insulin resistant. Well, why? It has to do with glucose hanging around for longer periods of time in your blood. So you see, cortisol is a hormone that's great for telling the liver to process more protein and make it into sugar, aka a process called gluconeogenesis. One of my favorite words. It's a long word. It's just fun to say. I can't say it fast though. So the reason it does it is again, to prep you for either fighting or fleeing. And say you do neither of these things, but you continue to be exposed on a daily basis and stay in a high state of stress. Well, cortisol levels will then begin to suppress your insulin signaling and then your body is unable to shuttle that available energy to your cells. Now you have all, you have all the sugar floating around in your blood, it's free, just free floating. And now you have these consistently high blood sugar levels, which can lead to type two diabetes. So you start to develop what's called insulin resistant and resistance, and your body can't use the sugar. And so you know you're like, ugh, well. I'm going to start developing diabetes then, which will affect a lot of different tissues um, throughout your body. And for anybody who knows this, for a high, uh, type 2 diabetic, you start to get, you know, you can get ulcers at the bottom of your foot, you have decreased circulation, and a whole host of other problems. So now that you've got all the sugar floating around in your blood, and you're unable to use it, your cells aren't able to use it, they start putting off these signals to your brain that they're starving. And your brain says, whoa, what's going on here? We should eat something. And it tells you to eat more. So you go to the fridge and you, you, you go, you're like, oh, I'm so hungry. I'm just gonna have, oh, I don't know, broccoli or something initially. And instead of having the broccoli, you're like, oh, but I see this macaroni salad here and you, oh, I'm just gonna have one serving. And next thing you know, you're eating a bunch of it. So now you've got all of this sugar in your blood. You've got even more than when you started with. So your body says, you know, I've got all the sugar in the blood. I'm going to just store it as fat. And it stores it around your stomach, stores it in your face, in your thighs, and other areas. But primarily, it's concentrated around your stomach, your chest, and your face, which is why you see more often than not type 2 diabetics I and mean, people with that are in high stress with lots of belly fat or they're kind of apple-shaped, even women. It's not so much of a pear shape. It's more of an apple shape. What's the next thing that happens? Well, there are receptors in your hypothalamus for cortisol. And when the cortisol binds to these receptors, you actually get cravings for things like a sugary fatty donut. So if you're already thinking, okay, well, I need to eat something and all I want is a sugary fatty, fatty donut, you're gonna eat that donut, right? It's almost like there's no, you're like, where'd my willpower go? I don't have any willpower over this. Well, this is because you're highly stressed 
and this is what you're craving and so you give in to your craving once a donut once in a while is fine but if you get into the habit of eating very poorly and you're, you're eating these highly inflammatory foods then your cortisol continues to soar and when your cortisol is too high your immune system starts to become suppressed leading to your inability to fight off infections you, you have slower healing times that's why diabetics have slower healing times um, and then you start getting autoimmune diseases but when this happens you get sick more often and you'll see this with people who are highly stressed. You're like, oh my God, you're sick again? You look at your friend who's always highly stressed and doesn't take care of themselves and eats poorly and looks like they're highly inflamed. Oh my God, you're sick again. You hear this sometimes. This is why. So chronic stress also leads to reduction in the parasympathetic nervous system. And one of the activities that's paired with parasympathetic nervous system is digestion. When this happens, when you have decreased digestion, you have start to get stomach aches and you start to get constipation you become constipated and if you're not properly digesting your food you have macromolecules that are released down into your small intestine and your large intestine and they begin to irritate your gut lining now when your lining in your gut is irritated or inflamed you start to release excess amounts of water into your gut and then you get diarrhea and then you're again your your gut is inflamed because you're stressed out now your body is stressed out from the inflammation your body begins to release more cortisol and this cycle repeats it's a pretty nasty cycle to be honest so do you want to know another fun fact well because your cortisol and your sex hormones are produced in the same glands so that means your your estrogen your testosterone for example uh, even vitamin d you're going to produce less of those hormones because you're producing so much cortisol and that's going to lead to fertility problems and decreased levels of vitamin D. You're going to start experiencing things like fertility problems, erectile dysfunction, and irregular menstrual cycles. So think about it. When your wife or girlfriend or spouse or partner, a sister, mother, or some lady in your life still has their period, if she's going through intense periods of stress, what happens? Well, their periods are irregular. So say something like, oh my God, my period's late my period came early, this is twice this month, or I haven't had my period in a long time, or I don't know what's happening, or just it's not normal, it's not like it used to be. And this is why. Uh, same thing with your husband or your boyfriend, again, your partner, spouse, you'll see, or maybe they'll talk about, not all guys talk about it, but sometimes they'll begin to experience erectile dysfunction. They'll start to experience things where, because they're so stressed out, um, they decrease their testosterone levels and they start having problems with their fertility. Well, this is all because you're stressed. You're always stressed, like you're chronically stressed. So now that you've heard about this, you actually might feel a little bit more stressed out than when you started. My intention is not to make you more stressed out, simply to educate you that when you're chronically stressed, these are some of the things that can happen. How can we reduce this? Well, we can start today in reducing your stress levels. And it doesn't take a whole lot of equipment. It doesn't take a huge, huge commitment. And these are, these are techniques and suggestions that you can use and take with you wherever you go. So one of the things that I like to do is focus on breath work. And what do I mean by that? Well, I like to practice box breathing. And I do this two to three times a day for about five minutes. So what is box breathing? It's 
using a system where you breathe in over five seconds, you hold at the top for five seconds, you breathe out over five seconds, and you hold at the bottom for about five seconds. You can alter this, you can do, you know, if it works, if you work better initially for three seconds or four or six or whatever, that's fine, doesn't matter. What matters is you are, you become consistent and intentional with your breathing. So what I like to do before I start my day, I'll set my alarm clock about five to 10 minutes before I actually have to get up and I'll lay in bed and I'll, I'll practice box breathing. Same thing at night. When I go to bed at night, I'll lay in bed and I'll focus for about five to 10 minutes of box breathing. I shut my phone off. I don't want anyone bothering me. I don't want any of the blue light affecting me or waking me up and I'll perform box breathing and then I'll fall asleep. I'll fall asleep very soundly. And what you'll find is over time, when you're consistent with this, you'll find you'll sleep better. You feel calmer throughout the day. You have less fluttering in the chest. Your blood pressure begins to decrease. So my blood pressure is pretty low. And I've actually been able to, with box breathing, I have a, a Fitbit that I wear to bed, which tracks my sleep. But what I have found with box breathing is my oxygen variation levels have decreased. So they look healthier overall. My REM sleep is longer. My deep sleep is longer as well, which is amazing. And I've been able to decrease my heart rate quite a bit. So try the box breathing if you can. It works incredibly. All right, so moving on. So what are other things that we can do to help ourselves with, with this chronic stress? One thing we do is start eliminating the highly glycemic foods in our diet. So what I'm talking about, anything that is white, so white rice, white pasta, white bread, white potatoes, things that are super starchy and break down very quickly. Sugary drinks, sugary, like alcohol is sugary, just sugary snacks, anything like candy, stuff like that will help out tremendously. And replace that with low glycemic foods. Things like brown rice. Brown rice is a point of contention among some nutritionists simply because of it's harder to break down. So uh, you might want to mix that all together, but things like steel cut oats, sweet potatoes, lower in glycemic load, lots of fruits and vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower. Replace pizza, like the crust, with like a cauliflower crust or something with a low glycemic load. Next thing you want to replace and eliminate saturated and trans fatty foods or acids. So what I mean by that is, you know, like the McDonald's cheeseburger, you want to eliminate that because it's one, it's not organic and it's raised in the feedlot. And we all know what that's like. I mean, I'm sure there's enough documentaries you've come across one where you've seen how they're raised. And what ends up happening is you get uh, meat that's highly saturated and concentrated um, with these fats that are not good for your body same thing with processed cheese or cheese product so eliminate those and if you want a burger that's cool that's fine you can either make your own or if you can try to get some higher quality type of meat in there or replace that with like a, a turkey if you need to focus on highly unsaturated fats and, and fatty cuts of like uh, like fish so like uh, for example wild salmon if you can start consuming more things like nuts or coconut things like avocado organic eggs those are all good for your body next thing you want to eliminate one thing that's that'll spike your cortisol levels is caffeine this is why it works so well for people it wakes you up right in the morning and that's why you feel fatigued afterward and you're like oh, i need a second cup it's because your cortisol levels spike and then they go down they spike and they go down and that's why around two o'clock we all have a, a a circadian rhythm and for a lot of people around two o'clock we all get in that slump because depending on what we eat and the caffeine that we had, 
we can actually dive down pretty low and become fatigued. So start cutting out the caffeine. I know a lot of people are crazy about their coffee and that's fine, that's cool. But if you have, say for example, five cups of coffee, we'll start cutting that back. Start cutting that to four and a half, then four, then you know, down all the way to one and then eliminate that. You can have it later on, but eliminate that now. Let your body heal and then slowly introduce back like a cup two cups max and you want to time that so that when you need it most you can prime your body with that caffeine so for example if you're going to work out in the morning and you're going for a heavy workout like maybe it's leg day and you need that a little bit more oomph to get through well that's okay the reason for that is your body's using that cortisol spike appropriately because you've let your body heal now you're using that caffeine appropriately you're not abusing caffeine you're using it as a performance enhancer so it helps you Next thing is alcohol in excess. And I know a lot of people say, hey, man, don't touch my alcohol. Well, you know, I'm here to tell you alcohol can cause inflammation. It can cause stress to your body. It affects your sleep. If you're not sleeping well, you get stressed out and the cycle continues. So if you can start cutting back on the alcohol again, get it out of your diet. It's not like we need alcohol to function anyway. It's not what we're built for. So just try to get it out of your diet if need be. If you consume it in excess, try at least to get on a program where say for example you only have one drink a night instead of two or every other night and then just cut back right just replace it with water water down the alcohol whatever you need to do to get to that point where you can start to deal with your stress appropriately with stress management techniques instead of using alcohol okay all right so next thing you want to do like i said earlier you want to start consuming more fruits and vegetables micronutrients and antioxidants this will help repair some of that stress in your body and some of the damage that's occurred it's really really necessary for you to function and, and restore some of your health <clears throat> the next thing you want to do increase your fiber so get rid of your low fiber diet start replacing that with higher fiber alternatives like broccoli vegetables it's a whole host of things and that's a whole other podcast that we can get into but just increase your fiber overall do the best that you can and there's even some fiber supplements out there i don't recommend them because i do like supplementing with whole foods uh, the next thing you want to do become more active get rid of your sedentary lifestyle if you need to go to bed a little bit earlier do that wake up a little bit earlier go for a 30 minute walk go for a 15 minute walk and then at night same thing when you get home from work go for a 15 minute walk after dinner go for a 15 minute 30 minute walk and you're you'll find you're going to sleep better overall when you start walking, when you go from a sedentary lifestyle and you stop, start adopting some of these changes I recommended, uh, you're gonna find that if you're overweight, you're gonna start dropping the pounds. That's just like a bonus, right? You're gonna start dropping the pounds, you're gonna have less pressure on your, your overall cardiovascular system, your skeletal system, you're gonna have less pain overall, which is awesome. I mean, that's an awesome benefit of simply just starting to make these little changes, these little tweaks to your diet, to your lifestyle. I promise you, if you start today, in a year, you're gonna have made so much progress. You're gonna say, wow, look at where I am now. I'm calmer, I'm sleeping better, I'm healthier. I have less overall weight on me. I just feel good about myself now and I feel healthy. One thing that I think is a great tip would be to increase, if it's safe, ask your doctor, but if it's safe for you to do so, increase your water intake. Start off with one cup, so replace that, that caffeine that you crave in the afternoon with an additional cup or two of water sometimes when we're fatigued and we're tired and all that all we are is dehydrated so if you start replacing that 
one cup of water, you're gonna find a huge difference in the way you perform throughout the day. You're gonna actually be more focused. You're gonna be able to concentrate better and you're gonna say, holy, wow, this water's free. I can't believe this is such a small tweak that's really paid a lot in dividends and benefits. So if you're not sure where to start, head over to my website at generalholistic.com. That's spelled with a W, holistic spelled with a W. Grab my free ebook on the things that you can do starting today to help yourself and to start reducing your stress. I mean, a little bit goes a long way. You got nothing to lose. You're going to, it's free. Just go over. So I'm going to put it down in the show notes because I really want to help you guys who are listening. Make sure you implement the strategy. Start off with one and slowly incorporate the next one, then the next one, then the next one. And like I said, you're going to find a huge difference and you're going to find your stress levels are going to go down because you're going to start to take control of your life. You're going to get controlled back. And I've seen this in people when they start making these changes, they actually find that they start making other changes in their life and they start leading a happier and healthy life because they say, you know what, I, this didn't work for me. And now this other facet or aspect of my life isn't working for me. Getting out of a relationship I don't like that's not useful to me or doesn't make me feel good about myself or, you know, this job that I'm in that I don't feel good for or about myself whenever I go. Um, it just stresses me out, that type of stuff. I've seen people make these changes and just lead a much more fulfilling life. And that's really what it's all about. You only have one life to live and you wanna make the most of it while you're here. We're not here to suffer, we're here to thrive, we're here to love each other, help each other, and just lead a better world, right? That's what it's all about. So go to that, uh, go to generalholistic.com, get that free ebook, or if you wanna go to our Facebook page too, you can find us at General Holistic Center. Um, And the ebook should be there too. And if you like this content, if this helped you out, even one tip, if this helped you to lead, lead a, a more stress-free life or you just got some stress relief from it, let me know if there's other things you want me to cover. Let me know that too. I'm always looking for new topics and stuff that high-quality content that I can bring you. And uh, thank you for listening, guys. It's over.